Super excited because I just had Kevin Rempel back on the podcast. He was one of my first five guests and I wanted to have Kevin back on because he's gone through some amazing and interesting and exciting change. He sold off sludge hockey experience in Ontario. He sold everything he had here in Toronto and he moved to the Dominican Republic for six weeks And now he's in uh, New Zealand, where I think he wants to stay for three months. And then he plans to go back to Dominican Republic. Why do you make the move? Because we speak about how sometimes something doesn't serve you anymore. Or there's a difference between letting go and quitting. And he decided with the sledge hockey experience, it was time to sell, to move on, and to focus on his keynotes and speaking and the programs he might build around mental health, the hero mindset. resiliency. He's currently about to launch in 2023, the Hero Mindset Blueprint, and he's doing more speaking. Uh, He wants to do speaking in in the US now, potentially he's going to do it globally. And what amazes me about Kevin is just his ability to roll with change and to make change happen. We speak about abundance mindset. We speak about some of the frustrations he's gone through as he moved to Dominican Republic. And if you're wondering why did he make this move, well, it was a lot of physical and mental health came into the discussion. He is an incomplete paraplegic from when he was a motocross uh, dirt bike. He did dirt bike jumps. If you listen to the first episode, Kevin is a Paralympian bronze medalist from 2014 in Sochi, and he is one of the most inspirational people I know. I hope you enjoy this episode, and thanks to my friend Kevin for coming back on. Enjoy. Hey, I'm Jordan Harding. I grew up watching my dad put on that suit and tie every morning and go out to successfully climb the corporate ladder. I thought I wanted to be him, but I was wrong. I needed to be me. To do that, I had conversations with incredible people to learn how they figured out this whole thing called life. I learned how they overcome adversity and pick themselves up when they've been knocked down. Now, I'm sharing those discussions with you so you can apply those same learnings to your life. Welcome to It's Not a Straight Line. So I'm super excited to have Kevin Rempel back on the It's Not a Straight Line podcast. Kevin, I think you were my fourth uh, guest. You helped me get this thing started with being one of my uh, my first five guests. So welcome back to the show. Yeah, buddy. I'm excited how, how you keep continuing to grow it and uh, catch up again, my man. It's always fun. And, you know, I have some really interesting things as the podcast evolves. I like to, I'm going to start doing these shorter segments that really dig into some certain topics. And with you, Kevin, you've gone through a huge change over the last six months to a year. Why don't you just tell everybody what you did? Yeah, absolutely. So, well, there's a few people who might relate in the sense that, uh, how COVID and sh- the pandemic shifted everything in terms of what they prioritize in their life. And long story short for me, uh, for those people who don't know, I live with a disability. I have a spinal cord injury from a motocross accident. Um, now almost gosh, 17 years ago, I think, but, uh, I was out on a vacation with my sister in May of 2022 in the Dominican Republic. And while I was there, I was experiencing tremendous health benefits in terms of um, less pain, 
greater mobility. I was more active. I took less supplements and I was in the kitchen at our Airbnb with my sister one day. I was dancing around and I was like, oh my God, I'm like, this is so sweet. I wish I could just live here all the time. And then she's like, well, why don't you? (laughs) I was like, oh, I never really thought about it like that. And that turned into uh, thinking seriously about it. And uh, within a matter of a few weeks after coming home, decided to sell everything I own, uh, which I did in September, October. And as of November 1st, I left Canada to begin traveling, living in my life and working abroad uh, in hopes of finding a new permanent location to live outside of Canada so that I can um, live longer, healthier and happier um, just because of my environment, because the Canadian cold uh, takes a massive toll on my life with a spinal cord injury. So Kevin, is this something you're thinking of just during the winters or is it something you're thinking of more full time? More full time is where was where I'm going. Like um, I still love Canada. If it weren't for Canada, I wouldn't be in the position I'm at today to have this uh, flexibility. But to be blunt, I, I don't want to be the six month snowbird. And that's been a journey in its own self to think about, you know, and now I got to look at what does it look like to someday consider alternative uh, citizenship or getting a, a, another residency rather. So it's a work in progress, but my objective is to figure out what might a permanent location look like. That's incredible. And your sister said this to you like, hey, well, why don't you? And a lot of people would would sit there with something similar and they'd be like, yeah, well, I can, but also I can't. And maybe it's a, I don't want to do the work to get there. <laughs> or there's other circumstances where it can't happen. But you had like, you know, in Canada here, you had a speaking career where you go across the country, you know, even to the US and other places. And, and you started doing that virtually. And then you had sludge hockey experience, which a lot of my listeners have either done or have seen me post about sludge hockey experience was your, your baby. You created it. You love it. I'm sure you still love it. You wrote a blog on it, but how did you know it was time to kind of let go of that? Yeah. Great question. The the sludge hockey experience is a, was a team building program that I absolutely had deep passion for. And I still do because I, I guess it's like, I don't, I don't want to have let that thing go. But what I knew is that, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a few things I thought about. One is that I learned the power of focusing on one thing. And what I mean by that is pre COVID, I had two, although it's me, I'm one person, my business, I had two pillars of my business. I'm my speaking and my team building. And when COVID took away the team building, I experienced exponential growth in my speaking business because I was focusing on just one thing and one message because my mental health and speaking is mental health, resilience, and change. Team building had more of a diversity and inclusion team building component to it. And so the diluted message was challenging to keep up. So one, I, I was able to let go because I was thinking about how much more successful I was with one thing. And when I tried to reopen sledge hockey, as COVID and the pandemic re- world reopened, I started to see a, uh, the growth in my speaking business uh, slow down and decline. And I was getting more confused and, and sidetracked. So that's one thing. The second thing was, uh, which I 
I thought of one of my mentors, uh, David Nangle, who's my mindset coach, taught me uh, one of the lessons he taught me is about making decisions from a place of what you do want versus what you don't want. And so as I started to really think about what do I want in my life, what is the direction that I want to go, not the direction I think that I should go, because I thought that I should keep it open. Why would I give up on something that I'm so passionate about? How could I stop this amazing program? What I do want for my life is health and to do less, but to be happier while earning more. And I knew the solution was to let go of that so I could focus on speaking and build my life and business the direction I want to go. Did you have any fear that instead of having these two messages and these two things that you might get bored with the one direction? Uh, Years ago in my life, yes, I thought I'd get bored. But uh, like I said, through COVID, it taught me the power of, I mean, you've, people talk about there's power in niches and I, it's absolutely true. And what I've now finally experienced is that it's, I don't find it hard to get bored because let's, as an example, take the topic of mental health, the mental health is a niche and you can go mental health um, as an athlete, you can go mental health in the workplace, mental health as a CEO or an executive leader, you can go mental health in so many different angles. And once you niche, then the opportunities start to open up and, and yeah, I don't get bored. There's, there's such depth you can go when you pick a lane. Okay. And it was also pretty courageous of you to say, you know what, I'm going to do these speaking appearances. I'm going to continue with virtual because that's what you had done during the pandemic for the most part. And if somebody wants me, well, I'm going to have to fly there and it's going to have to be worth it from a value perspective to me. Uh, how did you come to terms with that or like have that mentality? I did have a period of time where it was a challenge to navigate and feel confident about it. But I would again go back to, I made a decision about the direction I want my life to go versus what I don't want. Mm. And although it may sound cliche, I truly believe, and as, as I've experienced, is that the world will then open up to you. Making your decisions from a place of what you want will put into action other events within the universe that start to show up, helping move you towards that result. And uh, I'll give you an example. I want to break into the U.S. market. And so I proactively started taking steps months ago to get my Nexus card to make the border crossing easier. I've consulted with an immigration lawyer about how to get the work visa and explored all of the steps required to put myself in the position for that to become a reality. And ironically enough, now calls have been showing up about, Kevin, can you come do work in the States? And it was only an idea 10 months ago, but I have, I've been taking steps to like go down this path. And now it's just appearing arguably coincidentally, but I don't think it's a coincidence. That's so true. Yeah, it is. It, we've talked about niches as well, and, and you're right on how deep you can go. And you, you're you even creating, uh, you know, we'll talk about it in a minute, but the hero mindset blueprint, uh, and that's a whole, just another area you're going down. What about Kevin? Like, so, so you sell everything and you move to Dominican Republic. It, did everything go smooth? Because you're in New Zealand now. Did everything go smooth? Like there's challenges I assume you encountered. Yeah. As 
Yeah, it was far from a straight line. <laughs> it was not a straight line, Jordan Harding. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm. I'm t- I was. I spent six weeks in Dominican, uh, and now I'm in New Zealand for three months, uh, visiting my sister, and uh, doing some work out here as well. But uh, as an example, oh my god, I don't even know where to start. There were challenges, so. I sold everything but one rental property. I have like a closet full of clothing in my mom's house and I kept a rental property. And then, so managing that rental property uh, in terms of like, there is an ongoing job with the contractor uh, trying to sort out a property manager, which didn't work out. That was a process in itself that had consumed a lot of energy and time. Uh, My disability has proven to be a significant, much more significant challenge than I ever anticipated in terms of, um, comfort, meaning at home, I had all the amenities, uh, facilities, physiotherapy, a comfortable bed, couch, seating situations, know all the good coffee shops to go to where I can work for hours and not be uncomfortable. But in Dominican, especially, uh, that's not the case. Everything's like hardwood seating, used furniture. I got a ton of poor sleeps massively affected my productivity levels in a negative way because I was so challenged living with my disability down there. And then even coming to New Zealand, it's like I had to start all over again, finding a rental vehicle with a messed up market and increased prices. And they're on holidays in New Zealand. Their Christmas holidays are like in Canada when we disappear in August. But not only did they not leave, but their businesses are actually like closed. Like there's people that they don't even staff their operations here. So it was a massive challenge coming to New Zealand without having people even working to solve the problems, you know? So not a straight line, but I go back to the point that I um, am making decisions in the direction I want to go with my life. Uh, I have zero regrets. And these are examples of the the hurdles that will keep people back who don't want it bad enough. Yeah, and you talk about that all the time, right? You you say that uh, you know I'll, I'll find a way around, under or over. Was any of these hurdles? Do you how do you view these hurdles when they hit? Like, what's your mindset when you know yet yeah, you're having problems with the property manager, or you go to New Zealand and they're on holidays? How do you deal? Have you become very patient? <laughs> yeah, I had no choice, that's for sure. Um, but great question in terms of the mindset. And I know that people, many people will resonate and connect with a phrase, for example. And one of the things that I keep thinking to myself when things don't work out like that, it's like, well, that's annoying. Mm. <laughs> that's annoying. Oh, that is super annoying. And that's also very annoying, but I will figure it out. You yeah. know, like, uh, I don't know if you ever heard Jocko Willick yeah. um, talks about extreme ownership and he's a number top podcaster and stuff. Like he, he talks about, um, when things don't work out or when bad things happen, his response is to just say the words good, <laughs> good. It's good that it didn't work out good. I'll figure it out. And it's like, I think about it in like, in terms of those lines, it's like when I show up and, you know, I've gone to the third rental um, location and there's no staff working there. And I've gone to the gym membership to, to find a gym and it says 24 seven online, but it's only 24 seven. If you have a key card 
but we have staffed hours until 7 p.m. And I show up at 6 p.m., but they chose to leave early. It's like endless scenarios like that. I'm like, well, that's annoying. And you're just like, well, tomorrow it'll hopefully be better. Is it that simple? Yeah, it's like, what else is there to do? I mean, you can, you can, I mean, I do get discouraged. That happens. I'm, I do get discouraged for sure. And I do have moments where I want to get frustrated, like more than that frustrated, but it's like, it doesn't solve the problem. It's like, well, what's the next solution? What's the next step I can take? Can I go back tomorrow to a different gym location? And I, and I just, that's the mindset. Kevin, what about attaching your, a lot of people attach their identity to things, right? Whether it's their corporate job or a business they built, your identity has been, you're a Paralympian bronze medalist, uh, you know, the Paris community, sludge hockey community, the sludge hockey experience. Uh, And I know you spoke about it, but how did you learn to like, you know, it was letting go as opposed to quitting, as you said, and not you know, detaching your identity so you could grow forward. Yeah, there, there's a, a bit of a process in that too, but thinking about, again, letting go of sledge hockey, um, leaving Canada, knowing that I'm at times going to miss out on speaking opportunities there because they may not want to pay for travel and even entering the U S market. You know, here's an example. It's like in Canada, I know that I have, um, let's say a bit of an edge as a speaker because I'm a Canadian Paralympic medalist mm. in America. They're not going to care as much <laughs> no, no. about that in particular. You know what I mean? So on the one side, it's like, you know, it feels scary to let go of like, Oh, I've got all this leverage being in Canada. But on the other side, I'm like, wow, I would, I get excited about the challenge about becoming a greater speaker, reaching another level in my speaking career to not have that support or to lean on that part of my story to get a gig or to be recognized at a gig. It's like, how can I become a better speaker where because I'm a Canadian Paralympian, that doesn't matter, but lean further into the story and what the audience takes away, regardless of whether I have that status or not. Yeah, it's such a good point. Kind of reminds me of, I, I've heard Eric Thomas on things. You must know Eric Thomas. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> when he's just like, you know, I see Tony Robbins up there speaking. I'm coming for you, Tony. I'm coming I know, for you. I hear him say that. <laughs> you get up at six, I'll get up at five. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eric's hilarious. I love that guy though. He was one of the first ever heroes that I looked up to in my life. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool too, how you can put it in perspective, like, hey, you know, just because you don't have that Canadian Paralympic medalist edge in the US, it has to push you to that next level, right? And that also is opening you up to so many other opportunities you may not have had if you stayed just doing what you were doing. Yeah, well, and as an example, that in Canada, I'm in my comfort zone. Yeah. You know, I could, I could stay there forever and do that. But like I said, not only do I want to go into the U S market, I've, I've already, I can't uh, speak about it right now on, on the podcast, but I've got a few in, other international opportunities available to me today, which is so exciting. And I also have a deep desire to want to lean in further in coaching using, as you mentioned, the hero mindset blueprint, which is a complement to my keynote titled the hero mindset. And 
that's the excitement as well about the challenge to think about how can I become better online and help people on a more grand scale uh, if I lean into that living in the Dominican Republic, for example. So why don't you you speak about that? I know hero mindset, it's all about, you know, what would you like the, as you've said before, what would you like the character of your movie to do next? And I assume that's where the hero mindset blueprint would maybe help people get to. But what can you share with the listener about the hero mindset blueprint? Yeah. So to get to provide context, the hero mindset is the mindset I found what I would call work for me uh, to achieve the feats I've accomplished, including the meddling at the Paralympics, learning to walk again, getting through post-Olympic depression, my dad taking his own life, and showing up here today with a confident, empowered mindset. After the Paralympics, people called me a hero, wanted to know how I did what I did. And so I didn't think of myself as a hero, just as Kevin. But if you want to understand my mindset, you think I'm a hero, that's where the hero mindset was born. The hero mindset blueprint are a collection of the tips, tools, strategies, ideas, the methods that I've lived to apply the hero mindset that I want to teach other people to apply. And each of these are about focusing on small things that make a big difference to create a confident, empowered mindset. And by doing that, we can then become a hero in our own movie. And so now you're, are you getting prepared? Like you're going to launch this blueprint in 2023? Like how could people get access to your expertise or employers get access to your expertise on this? So I do already deliver many of these strategies through my keynote and the workshops I deliver with corporate audiences. And uh, in the coming weeks, I don't have a uh, launch date per se, but in the coming weeks, I'll have a new homepage on my website which is kevinremple.com that will present uh, some of the ideas about how to start thinking of creating or how you cultivate a confident, empowered mindset for you or your team. And so uh, corporate groups can uh, work together with me on that through the keynotes and workshops uh, or what an ongoing series would look like. And if someone was interested, especially if you are a leader, senior level leader within an organization and working on your own, uh, we can talk about what one-on-one coaching would look like. That's amazing. All right. Well, people can stay tuned. I'll I'll put in the show notes. Uh, I'll remind them of your website. I'll promote this out on uh, all those socials that I'm on. And Kevin, I, I didn't have the chance to ask you these three zigzag questions when we were first on the podcast, but this is something I developed. So if you have a phrase, just a short answer to each, it's all I'm looking for. And I think I'll change them slightly based on your recent experience. So let's do it. So one, uh, is there anything you would tell yourself one year ago considering this change you've made? Tell yourself differently. Like before I made the decision to yeah. jump ship? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like, like yeah. is there something you worried about that you would go back and tell that person being concerned about that you now know? Yeah, I think, I mean, if I think back to, you know, December, January, and February before I took that trip with my sister, 
I remember feeling like I was going through the routine of trying to just book keynotes. And uh-huh. I knew that I wanted to continue doing delivering keynotes, but I didn't want to be just a one and done. Like keynotes can be one and done quite often. And I, and I just know that I've got a passion to want to help people at a deeper level. So the question was, what would I say to myself differently? Yeah. And well, what advice would you give yourself? Oh, well, what I, what I did then, I mean, it was just like to trust my gut. There you go. The advice was to trust my gut that, yeah, like to leave my comfort zone. It's like, it seems scary. It's like, well, keynotes are, you know, I can keep doing that. And it's, you know, it's, it's fun. It's exciting. It pays well, but it's like, it's not what I want to do with. It was not the, what's burn the burning desire, what David Nagel would call it. What's the burning desire inside of you? And what is, what do you say? David says, what do you say to yourself in your secret thoughts? Mm. And it's like, I knew that I wanted to, that I'm meant for something bigger and greater and I wanted to do something else. So the tr- what I said to myself was listen to your gut. That's awesome. Do you have anything you look back at that could either be a regret, but is something you learned from throughout your life or career? Like, is there, is there just a prime example and then the lesson? Uh, I, I so genuinely and sincerely feel like I don't have any regrets in my life, but I've definitely learned some hard lessons. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, what I would say one of, and I can't name the, the individuals or company, but like one of my hardest lessons I ever learned was when I had a great working relationship with someone and my business was it's just like, everything felt like it was firing on all cylinders and my head got too big. And so I became quite bullheaded in terms of negotiating, um, an agreement and it killed the relationship. And mm. so, um, that was, that was by far, I think one of the hardest lessons I had to learn in my life, but it was one of the greatest lessons because it surely taught me to be a lot more humble and it's, and it's transpired in many more relationships, blossoming, blossoming and flourishing because of that. But that was a hard lesson to learn. That's a good answer. And then lastly, Kevin, you're, you've made the move to Dominican Republic, now New Zealand, you might go back to DR. Kind of what still pumps you up to get up in the morning, man? Oh, the possibilities, dude. It's the like, possibilities. <laughs> yeah, man. It's just like, you know, uh, I'm excited about what my personal life will look like in terms of my health in the future, just over the next six months, let alone 12 or 24. Um, I get so fired up about what what does it look like to be delivering um, more presentations outside of Canada, experiencing different audiences and different uh, demographics and different um, cultures. And that fires me up. And I get excited about what my business looks like. It's like, I like what I'm doing today, but there's also this other area I want to grow into. And so I get fired up when I have the opportunity to work with people one-on-one and get into more meaningful conversations to really dig deep. And what is that thing holding them back? And help them help them change that. Like so, I get fired up about the possibilities of what it looks like because I keep making these decisions about where I want my life to go, not where I'm scared of making my decisions from where I want to go versus where I don't want to go. That's awesome. I, I think I'm going to call this episode "Possibilities." Kevin, my friend, thank you for checking back in on the show. I know you can follow Kevin Rempel on LinkedIn, Instagram. Follow his website, KevinRempel.com. Anything else you want people to follow along? Uh, just want to give a shout out to you. Thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for you for the 
for the showing the like getting me on and sharing my story and and to remind everyone and I know yourself included is why you started this but like yeah change is not a straight line man like it, yeah it's been messy behind the scenes at times uh trying to navigate this even though I've put some strategies in place I'm in a arguably comfortable position to what some people might think in terms of like I I have a a good business and I had some cash set aside but it's like even with that, it's still messy. It doesn't mean that everything's going to go perfect or well. Um, but my personal belief is that if you're willing to step into that, that it's worth it. And and navigating that those angles, the changes um, are all just part of the journey. And if you can find joy through acceptance, it becomes fun. And it'll be something you look back on and be grateful you made a decision about. That's awesome. I appreciate it, Kevin. Thanks for being on. We'll talk soon. Yeah, buddy. Cheers. What did you take away from our chat today? I'd love to know. Let me know on Instagram at it's not a straight line or connect with me on LinkedIn. If this episode was helpful, would you mind leaving me a review on whatever podcast app you use? I'd really appreciate it. You can always go back to previous episodes to hear more insightful conversations to help you build your own unique life. Thanks for listening to It's Not a Straight Line. Until next time.